Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Thanks for Your Concern. You're here with Berenice and... And I'm Ella. Hey, everybody. This is episode 51. So thank you for coming back. And we're really excited for this episode. Well, okay, to, right before like we get into it, today we're going to be talking about sorority recruitment. I don't know if you're on Bama TikTok, but um, I, we made it in there, and now we know um, everything about Michaela and <laughs> Alabama Rush. Uh, Elle and I were in a sorority. We did drop, but we got some, I guess, tea to spill about what it was like being people of color. Obviously, we were not in the South. We were in the Pacific Northwest, so it's a little different, but we're going to share Which with makes that. it kind of worse <laughs> i don't know dude I, I i don't know we'll get into it but uh before we start the episode ella you want to do a quick check in how you been i've been doing really good i've been doing great actually but yesterday i went into this coffee shop opened up near me right and i live in not the nicest part of town so we're starting it's we're, we're seeing gentrification happening slowly which i'm like i don't know if i like or love because like this is mostly like not a I don't even know. The neighborhood's getting nicer, right? Which I like. But I went there and I got myself triple shot caramel macchiato with oat milk. It was $8.10. But I already ordered it. So I was like, and the man was really nice. The barista was super nice. And I was like, I low-key like want to rescind this order, but I feel so awkward. And my anxiety got the best of me and I paid eight ten for um a latte. So Girl, I've been there. I accidentally <laughs> paid for a fifteen dollar smoothie the other day by my gym and I was like, No offense, this isn't even a nice smoothie place. Like what did I just fucking pay for? Yeah. Adult stuff. (laughs) What about you? What's up? I've been okay. Honestly, I feel kind of like shit today. I can't tell if it's like my allergies because I'm bad at taking like my allergy medication or if I have COVID again. Like who fucking knows? I'm gonna have to get a COVID test at some point. Yeah, honestly, just like trying to stay like not sick and like still living my best life. I went to a rave. Maybe that was my downfall. I went to a rave on, on Friday and I hadn't been to a rave in literally like a year and a half so it was great I was I felt like right back home I forgot how crazy people were honestly like <laughs> no like I was I, I found myself in the mosh pits without ever wanting to be in the mosh pits oh, I was yeah. literally just going back and forth like a fucking ragdoll and like the guy friends I was with had to like fish me out and like kept pulling me like back into the crowd and I was like I generally forgot all these people are psychopaths but like I love it here no yeah definitely fun um hope that they get to stick around and the the delta variant doesn't like kill us all but other than that like yeah no I'm good we love it should we get into the episode then let's do it All right, you guys. So, you know, we love Bama TikTok. It seems like recruitment is like the hottest topic right now. Or maybe that's just my fucking TikTok feed. But we thought, you know, it'd be fun to talk about like our scary fun stories about being on both sides of being recruited and being the recruiter. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, I hope you like the college stories because they are coming. So uh, when you are 18 years old, or I guess whenever you make it into your four-year university and you want to go through recruitment, you have to pay a fee. This gets you essentially a shirt and (laughs) that's it. (laughs) 
<laughs> and the worst fucking experience of your life. But that's what you pay for. And the thing is, like, going through recruitment, personally, I didn't know if I really wanted to do it. One of my friends, my best friend at the time, she was like, yeah, yeah, no, we have to, like, do recruitment. Like, let's do recruitment. We'll be in a house. Like, this way we'll have, like, friends right off the bat. And I didn't really know if it was for me. But I decided to, like, just go through it. And I was like, well, I can always just, like, drop if I don't like it. Which um, is dropping is the word of leaving the institution (laughs) leaving the group I guess it's like you're dropping you're done yeah I would say to paint the picture here you got like thousands of bitches honestly like literally thousands (laughs) thousands like coming together they put you with uh, someone called a rogam who's essentially your leader they disassociate from their sororities to help guide you through this process to help tell you that to trust the process to trust that even if people in houses drop you that they don't like you someone might still like you right they're usually pretty fucking kind and i think like this is the (laughs) first way that i was like sucked into the sorority because i was like oh my god she's so awesome that like if everybody's like that then i'm gonna love like this lifestyle you know like Here's this, Mm -hmm. like, older college, like, woman. And and you can't, like, there's certain lingo. Like, for you can't say girls, it's women. And, like, you can't say rush, it's recruitment. You know, like, they they try to make it seem, like, really serious. Um, And I think this comes from the ideals of the South, even though, like, in the Pacific Northwest is, like, a lot more relaxed. I know that personally in the South, I don't think I would have gotten into a sorority. Pretty much because I'm poor. And (laughs) second, I'm brown. And third, like... Like, I'm very low maintenance. Yeah. And like a quick overview of like, so basically recruitment happens in a week and you dwindle down the amount of houses you visit per day until you find your forever home. Right. (laughs) And it's honestly like, I don't know how to explain it better than like boot camp. Like you literally have people running around in heels and like literally running from house to house because they don't want to be late to an event and they don't the way that you go from house to house doesn't make any fucking sense and our greek row is literally over over half a mile like you know what i'm saying like houses are very far apart so you literally imagine a thousand girls running straight up sprinting straight up sprinting trying to find a house they've never been to in dresses and in they're trying to be degree weather yeah and so it's literally chaotic and the thing that like really like i'm not gonna say like, oh the thing that got me but recruitment experience is different for everybody but you're like a group right so like for instance i had one girl who day one was like i don't want to be in this fucking house like that's like a piece of shit house i don't want to be in it And then day two, that's the only house she got invited back to. So she was in a fucking shit mood and was like, I fucking like want to kill myself. I can't believe I got dropped by all these houses. (laughs) And I'm on the other hand sitting here like that house was pretty nice. Like the girls were nice there. And they're like, they're fucking fat. I don't want to be in that. house. It'd be like that. The thing is, like, 
you're not supposed to one of the rules is you're not supposed to talk about like which houses you like or don't like Mm -hmm. like by name just so you don't turn off somebody else's perception of that house I would say and this was not followed by everybody I think some people come already with like notions of which Mm -hmm. sororities they want to be in and they know people personally I went off vibes like and the thing is like you're talking to like a hundred women a day like the first couple of days you are they literally give you like five minutes to talk to somebody and then talk to another person so I would say like this is really stressful if you're not good at like like really short like kind of um, like elevator talk like and getting what you want like out of the conversation that you're getting they're gonna ask you like the most random fucking shit like obviously these are just girls and if you're not good at talking this could be like a really fucking stressful situation you're also like up for the you're mm -hmm. up like at houses at 7 a.m and you don't end until like 5 p.m and like in the meantime you can't like go home like you can't go to your dorm you have to like stay in like an auditorium and Mm -hmm. just like honestly talking to that many people is fucking exhausting it's literally like speed dating for eight hours a day day after day after day after day and it was exhausting and I remember like I had kind of a unique situation because when I was being recruited I also lived with someone who was recruiting right because we lived I was a transfer and I lived with someone who was already in a house so I was like it it was high emotions at my house and I'm actually very thankful for my roommate at the time because I think I would have had a very different outcome if she had not if I had just gone through this whole situation blind if you were Right. And the I mean, the thing is, like, you're very much so judged on a lot of things in different houses. Like I remember being in some houses where I felt really good. And then they didn't like call me back the next day. Mm -hmm. And the thing is, like, so the way that they drop you essentially from it has to be like a mutual process. So at the end of the day, you rate the houses that you went to like from one to fucking how many there are we had 14 Mm -hmm. so from one to 14 how much do you like them and then they also rank you how much they liked you with all the all the all 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 the women that they talk to so you you're in a in an excel sheet with like a thousand girls it's more than an excel sheet i think that's like the part where it's literally an algorithm in a program that yeah. pair people and some people get kind of fucked up with this algorithm and they and the obviously that- don't fucking tell you that they make it seem like it's like a ooh, like they like they hand show random you. yeah no bitch you were on a list of a thousand bitches and like you got paired with what you put on your application as your like activities interests mm-hmm. hobbies whatever so like i would say like if you know someone that's going through recruitment that they really want to do that on your application put things you actually want to talk about don't put like if you did soccer when you were fucking three don't put soccer or else you're going to be talking about soccer for like five fucking days you know yeah so i i don't know why but they tell you ask you your activities and i'm like i was at the time very proud of being like a cheerleading captain but was i a typical cheerleading captain i don't really know (laughs) and so like the bitches i talked to bitches the women i my bad (laughs) the women i talked to during recruitment i would have never fucking hung out with in real life so for me i had like this really weird experience where And I didn't realize this until I started recruiting that they already fucking know things about you. But I was like, why the fuck does it keep coming up that me and this bitch are both fucking cheerleading captains? And they're like asking me about cheerleading. And I'm like, 
you know, actually, cheerleading was also a horrible experience for me. If we're going to get really fucking into the depths of it, it was fucking traumatizing. Okay? I didn't get fucking asked back. I almost killed myself, and then they let me join after my mom threw a fucking fit. Okay? So, talking about cheerleading was, like, not my favorite thing. And I also just didn't click with these women. So a lot of houses... I mean, I think a lot of houses dropped me for a lot of reasons, but I just didn't vibe with most of the people I talked to. I started self-sabotaging in places I didn't like, and I knew there were places I didn't like based on the conversations I started to have. One woman (laughs) asked me, she's like, where are you from? And I was like, oh, I'm from Mexico City. And she's like, oh, like, in New Mexico? And I was like, no, like, the country, Mexico, homegirl... (laughs) And then I was like, okay. she was literally so embarrassed. I felt bad for her. But I was also like, come on, this is not like, this is not a great impression of this establishment. There's also places where they would only talk about like reality TV, like the entire time, like, she was trying to just talk to me about housewives. I didn't watch housewives. So it's like, okay, like, I guess that's what we're talking about today. And then I remember at another place, because one of like the things well, they ask you like what you did in high school and stuff like I did some like activism and like stuff like that in high school. So one time I was like, Oh, Oh, uh, are there like any like clubs like uh, in this university that have to do with like like activism and like essentially like or helping like marginalized communities and this girl straight up looked at me and she's like oh no we don't have quotas for like diversity and I was like what the fuck does that mean <laughs> I literally was like oh I did not ask that I was I was asking if like this university had like clubs that relate to my interests but like thank you for letting me know that you guys don't have a quota because now I think you might have a quota for how many brown bitches you need to recruit so the two like experiences that pop out to me is like so you're required when you're recruiting to basically wear matching outfits right and I knew that because I lived with someone where we'd been shopping all fucking summer to find cute outfits to wear for this goddamn week on both both of our sides and this one house i like noticed that they all had like three or more alex and anna bracelets because that was very hot in 2013 and they all had like brand new white high top converse i'm thinking to myself that's like 200 dollars worth of accessories that they're requiring them to wear on one day of recruitment and i went to that house twice and i was like literally like Oh my God, they're really like, they're requiring like $200 a day for these recruitment outfits. And then I was like, damn, next year they're going to want me to spend $200 a day on recruitment. And I can't fucking afford that. (laughs) And so I remember ranking them really low and like other girls were like obsessed with that house or whatever. And I was like, yeah, you're not going to fucking catch me spending $1,000 for a week's worth of clothing. Like the fuck. And then the other thing that went really bad was um, you have philanthropy day and every house has of like philanthropy cause that they raise money for and one house was for victims of domestic violence (laughs) and so out of the gate i've never met this woman before in my fucking goddamn life and she asked do you know anyone anyone who's a victim of domestic violence and i said oh yeah myself and she literally (laughs) went silent and didn't talk to me for four and a half fucking minutes until her like homegirl tapped her out and like i literally was like I was sitting there being like, I don't know if she wanted me to break the silence or fucking what, but I was like, why would you ask that question if you're not completely prepared for the answer? Because let's fucking be real. 
what answer you're going to get? My best friend, my mom, a family member, myself, right? If you're not prepared to fucking answer that question, don't ask it. Like, that's a fucking wild-ass question to ask a stranger. Yeah, yeah that was a really weird experience. They set you up. Like, on the – I guess we'll talk about the flip side yeah. of being recruited later. But I have a – they just really – the thing of the matter is, like, people will make it seem like the philanthropy aspect is, like, this big part about sorority. It is not. There's certain it's houses that – It's a facade. There's certain houses that go really hard for a specific – philanthropy but like this is also because their parents have money and their parents donate a lot of that money mm-hmm. to that philanthropy for them okay so let, let's be real here about that um but essentially yeah I mean I would say like in in being recruited the toughest part was really minding my own business because like you're just fresh into college and Mm -hmm. you're being essentially like when people tell you like a place you really like is shit you start to question it like oh shit is that place shit like should I not be there because then I'm gonna be associated with shit um Mm -hmm. yeah so that was like I think like staying true to yourself and something I did to do that I know a lot of people are like doing like their this is what I wore to my first day and my whatever and my last day which is supposed to be like your fanciest day I decided to dress down I was like today I'm gonna be comfy I'm gonna wear like a t-shirt dress with like these platform burks because like I know I'm gonna be running around all day and I just Mm -hmm. don't I just feel like being comfortable today and I think the place that I end up I want this to be the vibe like I don't want them to expect me in high heels for four hours you know like that's not what I'm gonna do um so preference day is basically the last day where you rank and you know you obviously want your first choice right and when it came to my preference day I thought about suicide bidding and that essentially means that prep day is you only have max three houses obviously they you can have none on that day if no one wanted you and then I had two and I think like Ella you had two too right I had two too so basically if you maximize your preferences as in put in all of your house preferences you're guaranteed a bid which is basically you're guaranteed a spot in a sorority but if you suicide bid there's a possibility that you will not get a bid from any house but it is a Obviously, if you only pick one place, it's a higher chance you're going to get that place. And how the algorithm worked, because I'm a fucking nerd and I looked into it, I would probably be more likely to have gotten a bid from another place. Thankfully, I didn't do that because I just kind of was like, who gives a fuck? You know, at the end of the fucking day, I did this to like make friends and I'll make friends with either experience. I'm sure of it. Came down to bid day, which is when you run home, run home to your house, your forever home. Mm. The most ridiculous experience ever. And (laughs) it's supposed to be a surprise. Everyone freaks the fuck out. I could tell by the envelopes, which house I was in because I knew a girl who only had that one house that I didn't want to be in for reasons, honestly, in retrospect, make a lot of sense because when I was rushing for the house that I ended up in, I was talking to a lot of girls that I, like, I just did not vibe with, right? I found out I was talking to those girls because my orientation counselor that I had when I had to go through like our university's required orientation, I was talking to all of her friends because me and her vibed through orientation and we're like, became like we had like a simpatico like friendship so she wanted me to talk to all of her fucking best friends Mm. turns out those weren't like the type of people i would have hung out with so i ended up talking to a lot of people i just didn't end up vibing with and then also (laughs) on preference day you basically like 
you're recruiting hard, right? Like these girls really want you in their house, especially if you have like good grades, a nice person are involved. They really fucking want you. And they were pushing real fucking hard. They were like, basically, they're like, do you want to be in this house? Like, we want you here. Like, do you want to be a part of this house? And it felt like a lot of fucking pressure. And it felt like very weird. The vibes were off on the final day. But I ended up there. I'm happy I ended up there. I think I'd be a fucking totally different fucking person if I didn't end up there. But it was a very weird experience. (laughs) Mine was like the opposite because I actually really vibed with in the house that we were in with the girls I was talking to. There was like one girl that was total done, did not speak to me like the entire time. I was like, why is everybody else here like great and everybody else like and this one girl literally doesn't know how to speak. But, you know, we forgave her and I was all about it until the last day when I got a house that I kept putting really low. I was like, shit, they must really want me here because I keep coming back. I thought I had self-sabotage, did not self-sabotage. Mm-hmm. And on prep day, I was like, well, I guess I'll go because uh, you can choose to skip a party, but it looks bad. And you sit there. I was like sitting there and they gave me probably the nicest fucking human being I've ever spoken to. And she was like literally so kind and she like I don't know how she did it but she made me want to be there like she Mm -hmm. was like look like could you see yourself here and like I'm not gonna lie everybody in that house was really cute like the girls were all like really fucking pretty like Mm -hmm. I I got bamboozled on the last day okay I got caught up I got caught up um and I was like oh shit like yeah so I ended up prepping that house and I didn't get a bid from them thank fucking god I honestly think I would have probably dropped that house like the first month yeah of being there but it all worked out like I met Ella on bid day it's a little beautiful you know it's honestly ironic because like I guess this is a really good segue but me and Berenice like dropped the house but let me just say this we were MVPs like you know what I'm saying (laughs) and so we found out that like as people were recruiting after we left like basically like as you are recruiting like they're like think of fucking stories you can tell so that if there's nothing to fucking say you have something to say and like so I found out that they're telling all these stories about me and Veronice and how like you know like you know we have two sisters who met on bid day and they're best fucking (laughs) friends so it's just like you know you really don't know what you're gonna get yourself into like you're gonna just love being a part of this sisterhood like you have no idea And then they also talked about, like, how I slept walk, which I don't think I slept walk. I think I, like, blacked out dead walked or zombie walked around. But, you know, all in the same. Um, So, yeah, I have the best friends and literally all of my friends are from my sorority. Most of them dropped, which I don't know. We've talked about before. So it's not all bad. Right. But it is a cult. But, you know, do that with 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 what you will. So kind of like on the flip side, we did recruit like we were in the sorority for two years. So we were in both parts of mm-hmm. recruitment. And I would say being a recruiter was even worse than being recruited. For sure. By a landslide. Yes, because essentially you start your training to recruit like months, months, like six months in advance. And you have to go to these workshops where they essentially, the funny thing about this is these workshops teach you how to talk to people, mm-hmm. which I didn't think it was that difficult. But dog, like, I, I just don't understand. Like there's there's girls you hang out with and you're like, oh, you're totally normal. You can have a conversation. You put them on the spot. Girl forgets how to act. Like, <laughs> So me and Berenice were tagged as top recruiters very early on because 
we have the capacity to hold a conversation with people. And literally, like, I li- I would not, like, I wouldn't have been, like, I'm a top recruiter. Like, that's a very weird thing to say about yourself. And they're like, well, Ella, you're just, like, bubbly and nice and can talk to people. And I was like, we have bitches in this house that can't talk to other human beings. <laughs> and there's some fucked up things. The thing is, yeah, like, to expose what truly is, they try to put, like, cuter people in the front. If you can't talk, you don't get paired, like, to talk to as many people during parties. So, Or if you're even, even not cute. Yeah. Like, it, we had, like, 150 people in our sorority. Maybe, like, and you're supposed to, like, rotate off people who are talking. But since they decided that they didn't want some people, like, to pair up with certain people, Ella and I were talking to, like, literally, like, hundreds of people a day. Like, party mm-hmm. after party after party. Like, literally, we got, like, 10-minute breaks in between. And then you had to go pick out, like, another card and read about this girl. She, like, who's this girl? She likes this. She likes this. She likes this. Okay. Like, it, like continuously for, like, a week long with no breaks. And I think that was, like, kind of fucked up because it was really up to the person who – there's a position mm-hmm. that pairs you up, right? Somebody in the house that thinks they know you that right. things they know things about you and that's who decides who you're gonna get paired up with and I thought that was a little unfair because it's like hearsay like I n- have never spoken to that girl before so whatever her perception of me is to her like isn't isn't real and the fact that like there's a, a lot of women who are my friends who I think are great people that are not getting paired to talk to other girls because they're not unquote like as cute or are, like as outgoing is ridiculous yeah so when I was being recruited I talk to only cheerleading captains when I was recruiting I talked to only cheerleading captains from Seattle right and it was really it's just so crazy because it's like you're on one side of it and you think you know what's going on and then you come to the other side and you're like this is fucking nuts this is crazy this system is fucking nuts and like with the workshop thing like I mean, me and Berenice are fun girls and like we started doing this thing because people would be complaining like if this fucking bitch can't flip her hair, she needs to get the fuck out of the front of the stack. Fuck that bitch. Like I, <laughs> if she can't fucking and these, I'm not like I'm not exaggerating like this is a literal thing. Someone would come up to me and say and be like, I swear to God, if this bitch can't fucking get it together, like just pull her the fuck out. And I'd be like, you're right. Fuck that bitch. Fuck her. That dusty her. ass, messy ass hoe. We never want to speak to her again. How She's dare disgusting. she? How dare she not fucking flip her hair right? That fucking dumb piece of shit. And we would start saying these things and then the people would be like, okay, wait, this is actually fucked up that I'm saying this. And I'm like, yeah, girl, it is fucked up that you're saying this about it's your really sister. Not, it's not that serious. Like people would take this shit like so serious because we literally could not like a week leading up to recruitment, they call it work week. And you go back to the, your fucking university a week early before recruitment to practice. And you weren't allowed to like go to your room or do anything unless like it was perfect. Dude, do you know how many times and the thing is ella and i were like the shortest humans in that sorority oh my God. so in the door stack you know that one that you see where literally it looks like everyone's having a seizure ella and i were on the floor we were floor bitches we were like boom, 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 boom. and okay so this is tile concrete floor and they're making us slide like fucking volleyball players and fucking <laughs> seals on this floor over and over and over again right and, and then you have the weight of every single person that's on top of you. I remember one day in recruitment, I they were like, okay, this is going to be our last time, guys. So everyone just get it fucking right this time. And this will be our last time for the day. And I was stung by a bee. We're all sitting. And I, I just go, oh, fuck. Like, I literally go, oh, fuck. Like, not like screaming or anything. But I was like, oh, fuck. 
and like I, I and literally everyone was like shut the fuck up <laughs> they're like bitch fucking deal with it and i was like i just got stung by a fucking bee and they're like we don't give a fuck this to be, we want this to be our last time doing this shit we don't want to do this shit again and i literally am like crying and then and then people were like being like you're exaggerating you didn't get stung by a bee shut the fuck up and i literally like got this huge well like huge because like i'm low-key allergic to bees so i got this huge well and like everyone saw it and they're like oh she wasn't fucking around she actually did get stung by a bee and no one said sorry. No one apologized for being a fucking piece of shit. They just were like, deal with it. Dude, this is shady ass host during recruitment. Somebody broke my phone during recruitment. <laughs> <laughs> we were prepping up for a house today and some girl didn't do her fucking bed. So they were like, Brittany said, can you go make this girl's bed? And I was like, oh, I fucking guess. I leave my phone, not for five minutes, less. I come back, screen cracked. I was like, you bitches fucking serious? <laughs> you guys are my sisters and you just broke my phone and no one wants to tell me about it? Oh, my God. And so, like, w- like basically, like, halfway through recruitment, I just, like, was, like, you know, we were eating lunch or something. And I was like, I am never doing this again. Right? I said it. I was like, I'm never doing this again. And this older member of the house was like, I've recruited every single year. You're going to do it again. And I was like, (laughs) bet, bitch, I will be a because like basically you could get an exemption if you were a rogam, which is the person that leads the recruiters through recruitment. Or if you were an orientation counselor or you can drop get a doctor's note or you can drop. Yeah. So there's like four options. And I was like, I'm never doing this again. And then she was like, you're going to do it again. Guess what? Only did that bitch once, all right? Me too. I dropped. I dropped right before that bullshit. I was like, don't even sign me up for recruitment next year. Like, I'm literally not doing it. Like, I hope you know, like, I'm going to drop. I literally was like, I, w- I became an orientation counselor with the first intention of not doing recruitment. And I was like, when I became an orientation counselor, which is like kind of a big deal, whatever. It, obviously not anymore, but it's just a very selective process so when i did that i was like haha bitches guess who's not fucking recruiting again do 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 here's one of the most toxic parts about recruitment is like the language that used to around like you recruiting other women for us specifically was like recruit better than you like mm-hmm. you like we are like in a scale of one to like ten we are sevens you need to be recruiting tens and i was like bitch you're a seven like bye i don't want you <laughs> I'm a fucking Tata Ted. I'm surprised y'all got yeah. me to be honest. <laughs> and it was so funny because so basically like they make you wear matching outfits, right? And the people that choose these outfits, whatever, I'm not gonna knock them, but they always were like, you guys, it's you guys are gonna wear this dress again. I promise you, you're gonna wear this mint dress again. And I literally was I like never wore the mint dress again. I literally never wore it again. So you had to like I just donated it. I, I, I because it's like bitch you really think i'm gonna be caught dead in a mint green dress fucking wear easter bitch like i'm not even fucking (laughs) religious i'm never wearing this dress again and it was literally like it was just so fucking funny and the the politics of it was really funny because it was basically like you would be comparing yourself to other houses right and like even down to every on the first day everyone would wear t-shirts 
and shorts to level the playing field. So essentially people didn't know how rich other people were. But then it's like we in the random draw, we got fifth for color. And these were the color options that were left. And so we unfortunately got navy. And it's like, bitch, like you can't be serious. Like this is not real life. You know, they would you would think they were curing cancer with this recruitment shit. Okay. Can I just share another worst part about recruitment that has to do with philanthropy day? Mm-hmm. Again, with this fucking philanthropy bullshit that they like to portray. So essentially, they have uh, the philanthropy we represented was the Ronald McDonald uh, House of Charity. Are we going to get like hit with a fucking cease and desist order for... <laughs> I don't care because this is what happened to me. This is not a citizen disease, okay? Situation. This is just like the situation that I was put in. Yeah. So they show you the most depressing fucking video ever oh of children God. with cancer. Like literally, like you yeah. sit in this room and they're like, oh, like our charity is Ronald McDonald. Like, um, have you heard about it? So they tell you about it, right? And then the, they made you watch the most fucking depressing video you've ever seen in your life. And this girl that like I was with, also Latina, no surprise there, and they're very with a Latina, starts fucking bawling after the video, right? And I'm like, like, obviously I know how to talk to people. So I was like, hey, like, are you okay? And she was like, my dad has cancer. <clears throat> like my dad had cancer, he just died. And I was like, fuck, like, this is why you don't like, I I met this girl five minutes ago. Like, I like, how am I supposed to right now be the support system she needs when you just brought up her fucking trauma, right? So I'm like, hey, like, do you want to go sit in like the other room? I, I think I handled it like the best out of my abilities. Like, I was just like, hey, let's just get out of here. Like, it's all good. I like when I sat with her over there, I was like, you know, like, obviously, like, I'm super sorry. Is there anything you need? We can literally like just sit here. Don't worry about it and she like talked to me a little bit but like at the end it just feels like super weird because there's a chance that you're never gonna see this person again then I was just like you know what like you like regardless of what happens with this whole process like this is where I live so Mm -hmm. like if you ever need anything or if you want to find me like wherever you end up like you have a friend here like anytime you need to talk like just let me know and after that I was fucking livid I was so mad because I was like you didn't prepare anybody for this situation, A, one. Two, like, why, like, I just, it didn't make any fucking sense that at every house you went to, they gave you, like, the most depressing video to, what, break you down? Yeah. To, like, it just doesn't make any any sense. I remember, like, probably one of the most difficult risk situations with recruiting was this girl just kind of opened up to me about, you know, a familial situation that was kind of close to my own, so it hit home for me, right? And essentially, she was going to get dropped from our sorority. And I was basically pressured to not say anything about it. You know what I'm saying? And it was really hard for me to just like have like a human interaction with someone. But for the betterment of the sorority, it would be better if she wasn't a member. You know what I'm saying? It was very like. And the thing is, and what this all boils down to, which is like super fucked up in a way. And what like kind of bothers me is that like. You're trying to make your sorority better, but to who and for fucking what? You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, oh, well, we only want to take girls with a certain grade. We only want to take girls that are going to represent the sorority well, which is so fucking subjective. And a lot of it is fucking really fucking shallow and materialistic. And it's for like, oh, well, we only want to like we only want cute girls because we want to stop being a bottom house. We stop want we want to stop being a fucking fat sorority. And it just was, like, so, like, fucking sick and gross on some level. Because it was looking at human beings as, like, 
I don't know, like a commodity, you know, something that's like, oh, we want them. We want to have them so that they make us look better. It's just fucking weird. Yeah. And like you had to meet like a certain amount of quota because you needed to recruit like a certain amount of girls. And sometimes it'd be like, well, this like I would be talking to duds, dude, like literally to the walls, like no response. And I'd be like, don't bring this girl back, like not to be mean, but like she didn't speak to me. Like she Mm -hmm. had nothing to say to me. Don't bring her back. Like I don't think she wants to be here. And she would be back and she would be back and she would be back. And it's like, what? Like, why am I here? What am I doing here? Yeah. I had a similar situation with like a leg. So a legacy basically means that their mother or sister or grandmother was in the same sorority, right? So I had this legacy and she straight up told me, she was like, yeah, I just look around this room and don't look, don't see anyone that looks like they'd be my friend. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck does that mean? (laughs) What do you mean we don't look like we'd be your friend? Like, based on looks alone, you wouldn't hang out with us? And I literally was like, please drop this bitch. And they're like, we can't. She's a legacy. We'd have to like call her mom. And I'm like, why? Do- she doesn't want to be her here. Mom. Call her fucking yeah, mom. I'll call her mom. Who, you want to be a pussy ass bitch? I'll call her mom right now and be like, you raised a punk ass bitch, okay? She's a fucking <laughs> shallow piece of shit. Like, I'll call her mom right fucking now, bitch. <laughs> yeah. I don't think people understand that people were rude to us. <laughs> and like obviously people are people or whatever but it was just like so funny to me because i was like dude do i fucking have clown makeup on because like what the fuck is going on here (laughs) people would be blatantly rude or like i literally would be like this is like my go-to if some girl clearly didn't fucking want to be there i'd be like do you have any pets and then i just let them (laughs) fucking talk about their dog for five minutes because i'm just like Let's like fucking level set here. Like you don't want to be here. So I don't really need to find anything out about you. But I'll listen to you talk about your fucking Labrador retriever for fucking five minutes. The one other thing that was so funny to me was when like people would put like I'd be like, oh, what do you like to do for fun? And they'd be like, I love go. I love to go hiking. And I'm like, oh, that's so cool. Like what's some of do you have a favorite hike or something you've done recently? And they could give me not one hike that they have ever done. And I was just like, oh. bitch, you don't like hiking. Like, what the fuck? Like, I could tell you off the top of my head, like, what's the latest hike I did? Like, hikes I like to go on. Like, and I- I'm not going to say, like, this was an isolated incident. Like, I would always ask people, like, what do you like to do for fun? Like, you know, when you're not going to school or working, what do you like to do? What, like, gets you, you know, what gets you going? And I would say probably like 50% of the girls would say, I love hiking, I love hiking. And then I'd be like, okay, cool. What hikes? Not a single one. I don't think any fucking person gave me a real fucking answer when I followed up about it. Yeah, no. I When there were girls that didn't want to talk to me or were being rude, I was like, I'm down to just sit in silence if you are. <laughs> like, I'm not going to waste my fucking breath here. You know, like I am more than willing to take 10 minutes of silence to myself and you. If we can both agree that that's the situation we both want to be part of. What a time. <sighs> it was. What a time. It was. I mean, in, in retrospect, like it did teach me how to literally talk to anybody about anything. Like Ellen, I would come up with like fun questions. Like if you were on The Bachelorette and like what would be your hometown date? Or like what type of tree would you be in? Would you smell like that tree? You know, like random fucking shit that could tell you stuff about people's personalities Mm -hmm. or has something some sort of substance and I think that made me really good at like job interviews like I don't get I don't get nervous at all like whenever I'm at an interview I'm like well I'm just talking to another human being about things I'm supposed to know so you know right 
And it was, um, <laughs> it's just so funny because this also went along with like boy recruitment, but you're like not allowed to talk to boys during the entire time. But we like most certainly did just because like, you know, it was our homies. Oh my God. Ella and I would run away after recruitment. We'd run. We literally put on our running outfits and be like, we're going to go on runs, you know, to de-stress or whatever. And they'd be like, oh, my God, like, that's so good for you guys. Like, you're doing amazing. We would run straight to some boy's apartment so we could drink about it. And then we would literally, like, be tell, like, we'd break, you know, like, you know, drinking, your your emotions are heightened. So it would, like, end up in, like, drunk sobbing about the situation. And, like, literally the men's recruitment was like yeah no we just like threw a football for like two and a half hours with some dudes they seem cool uh you know <laughs> and i was like oh you guys didn't have to do a song and fucking dance you didn't have to chant you didn't have to wear fucking heels five days in a row for eight hours motherfucking day oh god but it was the best of times it was the worst of times uh if you are going through recruitment next week don't um <laughs> I'm half Don't do it, girl. It's not worth it's it. It's not. Um, obviously, like, it's a good way to make friends. We did make most of our friends through sorority. Mm-hmm. However, I think you can and are able to make friends without it. If you decide to be part of, remember that you can always drop. Don't feel bad. Your friends will remain your friends. And I think, if anything, dropping showed me that, so, like, the people I fucked with, I really fucked with. That yeah. I didn't have to be part of an organization. And it also showed me that some people didn't fuck with me as I thought they would. And it was better to to realize that there and then than like later in my life I think so uh, make the best decisions for yourself if a place isn't making you happy if a place is making you not be your most authentic self if a place is making you uncomfortable get out of there and yeah I think if you're going through recruitment just be the best version of yourself but if you get dropped don't take it too personally there's a lot of factors into what goes into it and it really doesn't show your like worth as a human being on like what house you end up at if you don't end up at a house at all it might be for the best you know what i'm saying like you know one door closes another one opens kind of ish i agree plugs of the week Okay, so for my plug of the week, I am shouting out Yaya, a Mexican Vietnamese artist, and it's their TikTok is at Beyond the Canvas by Yaya. They make thick and texture art. Literally, it's so cool. A lot of um, her new pieces are essentially like these hats that are like painted, and she also does like other like they're just really cool like thick paintings. You like like a little girl on your painting. Um, check out Beyond the Canvas by yaya.com i th- okay so my play of the week is called i think it's called brew juice uh but spelled b-u-r-j-u-s and they have heel sizes from like super small feet to super big feet they're super like gender fluid heels so if that's something you're into you can get into it and they're made for dancers so they're super comfortable they're a little bit on the pricey side, but I would just say, like, if you're looking for heels, they're designed to be wearable, danceable, and they're super inclusive. So go ahead and check them out at B-U-R-J-U-S Shoes Online. Those are the plugs of the week. Well, everybody, that's the episode for today. I hope you enjoyed it. Um, I literally haven't thought about recruitment in years, nor did I necessarily want to. But right. I'm glad we get to look back um, with fresh eyes and uh, an open mind about the experience. Open mind, open heart, ready. <laughs> 
Well, that okay. is the episode, everyone. So please make sure that you subscribe, rate, and tell a friend about the podcast. It helps us out a lot. You can find us on Instagram at thanks the number for your concern. And I'm personally at LL Tutor. And I'm at Berenice DSM. Thanks, guys. Bye. 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 <laughs>